What's up, everybody? You are now tuned into the In Love with Horror podcast. We are your hosts. I'm AJ. And I'm Christy. Join us for a love affair with all things horror as we explore the world of horror films, games, and everything in between. And as always, y'all, we got a great show for y'all today. Of course, we'll be talking about some of the trailers that dropped this week, and we got a couple of good ones, y'all, including some some uh, dope video game trailers as well. Uh, we got featurettes for Thanksgiving, Alan Wake 2 launch trailer, the Seal Wakes the Deep gameplay reveal trailer. We're going to be discussing all that in the trailers portion. And then for the news, we got a little bit of news about Terrifier 3. We got uh, some information about Blackula and how they're going to do a uh, anniversary uh, release to theaters uh, in time for the 2024 reboot. Uh, going to talk about uh, also the full cast of The Life is Chuck. That's uh, Mike Flanagan's new film, Stephen King adaptation, y'all. And then, of course, for the main topic, it's going to be all about Five Nights at Freddy's. It finally dropped, y'all. We watched it. We'll be giving you a spoiler review here as our main topic on today's podcast. All that and more is coming up on the In Love with Horror podcast. Stay tuned. As we always do, we'll talk about what we watched this week. But first, we got to talk about our 31 Nights of Halloween movie marathon list. Y'all, of course, that's been going on all October. We had uh, each week a, a specific theme. And within that theme, we put on some dope movies each day for y'all to watch. We've been watching them, been loving every single day of this month in the films we've, we've been watching. Of course, this week was all about paranormal films, y'all. We've been watching some dope films, Sinister, The Conjuring, Hereditary. Uh, and then going into week five, which is like the last few days of October leading into Halloween, y'all just want to um, talk about the films that we'll be watching uh, during that week's portion. So on October 29th, we got Trick or Treat. On October 30th, October 30th, we got All, All Hallows Eve. And on Halloween night, y'all, of course, we got the classic Halloween. And as a family friendly alternative for Halloween, y'all, of course, we got The Night, the night before, before Christmas on that list. Um, that's always a classic to watch, too. You got kids. Uh, I know, I know our kids love that film. We all watch it in the whole house. Um, but yeah, check out, check out that list y'all. And if you missed any of the films off that list, go look on our social media, look at that list. You can go back and watch a lot of these great films. It's a dope list. So make sure you check it out if you haven't seen it. Uh, and with that, we'll go ahead and move into what we watched this week. Starting off with you, baby, what'd you watch? Yeah. So, um, we both watched five nights at Freddy's, (laughs) obviously. Yep. And then, um, uh, I started a new show on Max called 30 Coins. And I actually heard about this from the online community that it was pretty good to check out. So they just came out with their second season and they are dropped, only dropped the first episode so far. So I went back to start the first season and it's very like a, like an exorcist type style. You know, there's this, exorcist who was like ex- like exiled from rome and he's been sent to live in this random town um also this show is it's in spanish so um if you don't like to watch i know some people don't like to watch film like shows in other languages or whatever but it's in spanish um 
and I guess he he did something. I forgot what it was that he did. Where whatever he's been sent to this town as the priest, and the it took me a while to understand what the meaning of the title of it was, but mm-hmm. it's really crazy. Like even like the intro of the show is really crazy. Um, I don't know how much more I'll probably watch of it only because, you know, I'm kind of like exorcist possession out right now. Um, but I might check it out later, but I will say it looks like it, it, it is a really good show and worth watching if you are into like possessions and exorcism and stuff like that. I'm just over it right now because of all the stuff we've been watching lately. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, I need a break. Like I need a break from it, honestly, but. But if you're into that, I think it's worth checking out. Um, the um, the premise and the plot seems pretty, really good. And the freaking action and the gore is insane. Like, it's super good. I almost forget that it's in another language. It's that interesting. It, yeah. like, really captivates you. Um, but, yeah, so that's what I I watched this week. Okay, yeah, I'm about to put, uh, put that on the list. I got to check that out myself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, and like and like you said, you know, the film I watched this week was Five Nights at Freddy's, but of course we'll save that discussion for the spoiler review uh, at the end of this podcast. And so with that, we'll jump into the trailers that dropped this week, y'all. We're starting off uh, with uh, two kind of like featurettes that dropped for uh, Eli Roth's upcoming film, Thanksgiving, that's dropping on November 17th. So the first, uh, the first thing we got was a featurette. Uh, that featured an interview with uh, Eli Roth. He's kind of talking about the film while clips of the film is playing over it. Um, and he, he said a lot of interest, interesting stuff. You know, he kind of was just really talking about, uh, one, he, you could tell how excited he was to make this film. It seems like this is like kind of a passion project for him. Uh, he even made the comment, uh, and I quote, if I never make another film, that's okay. I made this one and that's enough. So I feel like that's, you know, saying a lot uh, about this film. And uh, another thing I wanted to mention was he in that in this uh, featurette he talked about um, the kills. He said e- each kill they try to make like this visionary like classic kill, um, so you can pretty much expect the kills are going to be over the top in this film. And he he, he kind of drilled home the fact like yo this is about to be crazy. Like y'all are gonna have a good time. Um, and he, you know he also talked about just setting out to make a film like that classic slasher mystery, like who, who is it, who done it uh, type of film. And uh, I think it just got me more excited for it. Uh, when you saw the featurette, what were you thinking, uh, baby? Does this get you more hyped for Thanksgiving? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like you were kind of hinting on, like you can definitely see that he's super passionate about this particular film mm-hmm. and excited about it, excited about how everyone else is going to receive it as well. Um, and like you said, like he just, it seems like it's going to be super fun, like just based on the basic level of the fact that it's a slasher film, but also like super inter like what's the word I'm looking for? Um, creative, super mm-hmm. creative kills and his approach to the original story. I went back and watched the original trailer that from the grindhouse. Cause I don't think I've ever seen it. Um, and I, you could tell even just from that, like it was meant to be like super over the top, crazy fun. Right. And so I think he really is going to like bring that into to the film. And you can tell that from the way he was talking about it in the feature. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Check out that feature at y'all if you haven't seen it, because it'll get you excited for this film. Uh, and then the second uh, kind of feature that we got 
was called uh, John Carver Returns to Plymouth. And that was kind of talking about kind of some, it features some like history elements, mm-hmm. um, you know, in relation to Thanksgiving, some some dude named John Carver from back in the day. There's like this theory that he was a potential serial killer. And, you know, and the killer in this film wears a John Carver mask. So it's kind of like a hint, a callback back to this mm-hmm. supposed, uh, you know, potential serial killer. Uh, and I'm assuming that the way they're, they set this up like a documentary in this particular clip. So is this person, this is a real person? Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. Oh, I think so. It made it seem oh, okay. like it was. I don't know. I didn't look it up. But it was funny because somebody commented on our video, on well, my video, my original reaction to um, thanks the original teaser trailer that came mm-hmm. out, and they were talking about it. And um, I was like, oh, I never heard of this before. <laughs> and then, um, then this came out later. But I believe he was a real person in real, like, in real life back okay. in Plymouth times. Okay. Um, I can Wikipedia it if you give me a so second. Kinda, that kind of relates back. So yeah, like okay, almost yeah. like an inspired story. He was a story. real person. Okay. Plymouth Colony Governor. Ah, uh, okay. That came over on the Mayflower. <clears throat> okay, so yeah, he's a real person. But yeah, okay. so they were telling me, "Hey, did you know that this is based on this person?" Da da da. I was like, uh, "No, I had no idea of this." Okay. But yeah. As you can see, y'all, we don't really know history that good. So. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know nothing about no Plymouth stuff right, because yeah. all I know is about the Mayflower and I know other things. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. Yep, the bad stuff. Colonizers. Yep. Um, oh, but yeah, y'all, so check out that trailer too because I like where they cut that trailer because it's kind of like yeah, a documentary and yeah. like kind of weird and creepy. Uh, but both of these things together combined uh, will get you hyped for Thanksgiving. So yeah, go check those out again. Thanksgiving coming to theaters on November seventeenth from Eli Roth. Super excited for this one. Uh, so the next trailer that we got y'all was uh, for the the game Alan Wake Two. So we got the launch trailer for this. This was shown at the Xbox Partner Showcase that happened this week, and there was another game, another horror game that was shown during during that. We'll talk about next. Uh, but um, so they showed the launch trailer for this, and if you're not familiar, Alan Wake Two. Uh, the little synopsis for this game reads rich ritualistic murders in a small town an fbi agent is looking for answers and a writer is looking for an escape from the nightmare he is writing and of course this comes out uh on october 27th and it's on playstation 5 uh both xbox series consoles and pc and uh well for one the launch trailer looked incredible and then some other information about the game came out from remedy uh and uh one of the um interviews that they did for the game along with this trailer they mentioned that uh the game will be getting post-launch content in the form of a new game plus mode uh no release date yet on that and they also revealed that the mode will allow players to retain all unlocked weapons and upgrades uh as you know traditional with new game plus as well there will be a new nightmare difficulty level and new alternative narrative including new manuscript pages and new video content so they're giving you a reason to go back and replay the game uh i'm a a big fan of new game plus Kind of going back and experiencing things with a little bit more strength, power, and then uh, maybe seeing things from a different perspective, getting some additional information. Dope. I'm all about that. Uh, but the last trailer looked great. It looks super remedy. It looks creative. It looks artistic. It looks creepy. Uh, it looks, you know, mysterious. And the graphics look crazy. Like this shit looked like you're playing a movie. Um, it, it looks amazing. And we'll be, um, 
I'll be playing it for the channel, y'all. So uh, we're going to get everything set up so uh, I can uh, record a full playthrough of this game for the channel. So be on the lookout for that because that will be coming. Uh, but, babe, what did you think when you saw... I know you're not familiar with Alan Wake, but what did you think when you saw the launch trailer? Yeah, no, I've never heard of or played this game. Um, but the trailer did look really cool. Like you said, the graphics were insane. Um, I did like the look of the um the fbi agent character you know sometimes Saga. they don't get our hair right but they did get her they did good right. her. <laughs> yeah that's a new character named saga she yeah cool. i do like the uh you know the idea of like the I, i'm assuming they're like in different realities or something mm -hmm. right yep. they're, okay all right so yeah i did like that uh, that idea and i like the way that they kind of like were going between the two during the trailer Mm -hmm. um i don't know but it was really cool so it does look really interesting and like there was some you know creepiness and oh yeah um it was really uh heightened <laughs> so oh yeah it, it looked really cool too like the atmosphere the setting obviously was dark but it still looked really mm -hmm. cool. yeah yeah this this is exciting man i i, I can't wait to play this i can't wait to play this game and again, we'll be playing it for the channel, so make sure you subscribe and follow us because that will be coming, and it'll be a lot of fun, y'all. Um, but that's Alan Wake 2. And the last game we're going to be talking about here is also the last trailer for, for this section. It was also revealed at the Xbox Partner Showcase this week, and it's for a game called Still Wakes the Deep. Now, we got a teaser trailer for this. Uh, I believe it might have been at a previous um, showcase show, maybe earlier this year. I, I'm not, I can't remember 100%. Uh, where it was it might have been in xbox's uh summer showcase uh but this game uh, was like a survival horror game that that took place uh out on an oil rig in the ocean um and that trailer didn't really give us any gameplay or anything so this trailer was the gameplay reveal y'all um and uh to give you uh some context here's like a little rundown of still the deep this is pulled from the description of the youtube video uh, still wakes the deep is an upcoming survival horror game from the chinese room Set on an oil rig, this game pushes you through claustrophobic environments and freezing waters, escaping an unthinkable horror. Uh, and Still Wakes the Deep is coming uh, to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series consoles, and PC in early, uh, early October, uh, no, I'm sorry, early 2024, y'all. Uh, and also, it will be on Game Pass, which is pretty cool. So you got Game Pass, you, be, you, will, you will be able to download this and play this as part of that subscription. Uh, but this game looked cool. It was great to see the gameplay trailer again. Another game with incredible graphics. I'm assuming it's using uh, Unreal Engine 5. Most games that are coming out lately uh, have done that upgrade to Unreal Engine 5. And it looks amazing. Uh, the water effects uh, look incredible. The lighting, I'm assuming, is using ray tracing. Um, and I could tell that the audio on this game is going to be really creepy. Because he's walking through these... Uh, he's walking yeah, through water. background and these, noises are crazy. Yeah. He had this weird dude in the background, like screaming and making all these mm -hmm. weird sounds. And it's kind of like echoey because he's in these like different pipe chamber. Really, it's really claustrophobic. So if you're claustrophobic, like the tight corridors he was walking through and he even had to go underwater at some point. I did not was, like that part. Yeah. And it was a super tight space. Um, it looks good, y'all. It, it wasn't a whole lot, but it was enough to give you a taste of the tone that you're going to be experiencing in this game. And it got me even more excited uh, for this title. Uh, what do you think about the trailer when you checked it out? Yeah, um, it was like something I don't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I think it's just because like it, like I don't know. It just seemed really 
Well, the trailer itself seemed kind of vague. I don't know what the what 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 are they trying to escape from? I didn't really get. Yeah, they didn't show. They're keeping it a mystery. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so and then like I said, that one scene where they showed him going under the water, like that's a really scary idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it looks it looks cool. Like the way that it looks on screen looks really good. Yeah. Um, I guess I would like to know more about the game, like what. Cause on the trailer, all you're seeing is them walking around on the on right. the rig. But then you do hear like the background stuff, but I don't know what those things are. Yeah, and there was like whispery voices and. Man, stuff they were like talking that. to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. They're definitely keeping it real vague and mysterious. So I'm sure we'll learn more as it gets closer to release in yeah. early uh, <clears throat> 2024. And that is a game we'll also play for the channel, y'all. So uh, be subscribed and following us. Uh, and then with that, that wraps up our trailers portion of the podcast. So we'll move on to all the good horror news to drop this week. Starting off, Terrifier 3 is going to be a holiday slasher, y'all. Oh, this is Super this is huge news, man. Uh, so Daily Mail leaked the first look of the Terrifier 3 movie poster, and art is decking the halls, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so well, we got this uh, this leaked poster, and on that poster you can see uh, art, you know, holding uh, an axe, and he's got a uh, he's got a like peeled santa claus face wrapped around his neck i'm sure he's gonna be yeah. wearing that at some point in the film he's, he's in front of a christmas tree and fireplace and it's got like heads under the tree of his presence it's got intestines decorating <laughs> the tree it's as nasty as you expected to be for terrifier for the poster um yeah. but and uh damon actually went to tw- uh to x formerly twitter uh to actually confirm that that leaked poster is real it is true um and art uh terrifier and terrifier three uh, will be slaying during the Christmas season, during the holiday <laughs> season, y'all. Um, but yeah, this is this is super hype. Uh, what do you think when you saw the poster, man? I just thought this was genius, uh, mm-hmm. Damien. That was the smartest thing he could have ever done. I yep. think it's because it, it gives like a new angle to you know. Because after watching Terror to Fire Two, I was like, mm, I wonder what they're gonna do next, type of thing, mm-hmm. right? And so this was like the best thing ever uh obviously we both like holiday horror movies and i love a good christmas slasher so i'm excited about this one um yep. but the poster looked insane it was so good like it was super gory but still christmasy mm-hmm. which was weird right <laughs> it's like <Yep. laughs> a really good balance um yeah i'm trying to figure out how this person this person must have worked at the theater or something and took a yeah, picture they must of the posters have. when they came in. Yep. And they raggedy for that. <laughs> yep. They leaked it. They leaked it. It is. It's gonna happen, man. When you when you're doing mass release stuff, it's inevitable. That's somebody well, I hope they got in trouble for to that. Be the first to post. That was really messed up. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it looks really cool. Like the the poster looked really really cool. So I'm excited about it. Um, I don't know if we're gonna be able to go see the movie because i really wanted to go see it so we could see the trailer yeah we're going we have, we have to see y'all we're going to try to make it to the theater uh but we will see and like she said on november 1st is when the re-release of terrifier 2 is happening and that's when you can actually see um you actually see the, the teaser trailer for uh terrifier 3 and they did say it's like a full trailer it's not like no 30 mm-hmm. second clip it's a full it's right. a full like two minute trailer y'all uh, and I believe the first 100 guests at each showing of the re-release poster. do get that poster. So yes. now you know what you're getting. 
So you can make that decision if you want to wait in line or not. <laughs> uh, but I would. I want, it. That joke, I want it. It, it looks, looks so dope. cool. <laughs> it looks dope. Uh, but moving to our next story, y'all. Black You Love returns in 2024. Uh, so not only are we celebrating the 50th anniversary of Black You Love, uh, but uh, we can now celebrate its return as well. Uh, it is slated for release uh, next Halloween. So that's the reboot, 2024. Uh, and the reboot picks up where the original saga left off after the 1973 sequel, Scream, Black, Blackula Scream, and will be set in a metropolitan city post-coronavirus pandemic. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, next year marks the uh, the 50th anniversary of, of Blackula. So there will be a uh, anniversary release of the original film. And then, uh, you know, next, what did I say, next Halloween? Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, reboot, requel type movie will be coming out, and uh, I don't think I've ever watched Black. Have you ever seen it? I saw the first one. I haven't seen the the screen Blackula scream one. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's like, what is that that time period called? Or the black exploitation. Uh, yes, yeah. it's very much that. <laughs> yeah. Um, extra black. But I'm I'm actually surprised that they're creating a sequel to this franchise. Um, and I think I read somewhere that I have to go back because I don't know. I have never seen the second one, so I don't know how it ends um, mm-hmm. for it to know how it how it'll pick up for this new sequel. But there's going to be like a time gap, obviously, between the, the the second one and then this new one. From what I read, so um, I don't know. I'm interested in seeing how it's going to come together. I, I think it's good to see, um, you know, something like that being revived. Because a lot of I don't think I've seen any recent news or movies that are remakes or sequels from that time, mm-hmm. or you know, those style of movies. Um, so I think it'll be interesting. To see where they take it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, like I said, I've never seen it, so I need to go back and watch it and prep. Uh, yeah. I guess the 50th anniversary is a perfect time to, re- to you know, go it's and experience so. it and then get ready yeah. for the requel. But all right. I'm moving on to our next story. A Quiet Place Day One pushed back its release, y'all. So A Quiet Place Day One was originally set for theatrical release on March 8th, 2024. And it will now be released in theaters on June 28th, 2024. Uh, no plot details are available at this time, but the upcoming spinoff is based on an original idea by John Krasinski. And it was written by Michael uh, Sarnowski and Jeff Nichols. The Peter Nyong'o, Joseph Quinn, and Alex Wolf are starring. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, I, I love the, the other two uh, Acquired Place films. Big fan of those. I'm excited for this spinoff. The Peter Nyong'o was always great and in her film so it's exciting that she's a lead in this yeah um and i mean there's not really much else to say because no other details Mm-mm. um I'm, I'm assuming that the pushback came due to you know the strikes uh that were going yeah, on for a while probably. i know a lot of things shifted because of that um but yeah anything else you want to add on that no that's it yeah all right moving on to our last story uh here y'all the full cast of the stephen king adaptation the life of chuck has been revealed y'all so Mike Flanagan, uh, who, has, who has done uh, other Stephen King adaptations such as Gerald's Game and Dr. Sleep, is at the helm of another ad- adaptation, The Life of Chuck. And of course, he's hot off the heels of the Fall of the, Os- 
The Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix. Now, when the news was originally announced of the life of Chuck, uh, two actors, Mark Hamill and Tom Hiddleston's names were released. And then a few more names were released uh, once the filming started. Uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, Karen Gillan, and Jacob Tremblay. But now the full cast has been announced via Mike Flanagan's uh, ex formerly Twitter post. So, of course, we got all those. But some of the new names uh, that will be joining the cast are uh, Mia Sarah, Benjamin uh, Pajak, uh, Trinity Jolie Bliss, uh, Matthew, Lillard, L- Matthew Lillard. And here's a big one, y'all, that I noticed uh, at the end of that list. Heather Loggenkamp, the OG Scream Queen from A Nightmare on Elm Street. thought that was really mm-hmm. cool. Um, and there's a whole lot of other names, y'all. I won't, I won't go through the whole list because I'll be reading for a while. But basically, this cast is, sh- is shaping up to be insane for this film this is a crazy cast and now uh neither of us have read um or are familiar with the series that uh this is based off of but what i what i do know is that uh the the story of this film so the life of chuck is about uh this dude named chuck and the the movie like plays out in reverse so it like starts (laughs) dude named chuck like clearly we know that (laughs) yeah the dude named chuck right yeah this dude named chuck I was about, I, I I didn't have the article pull up in front of me, so I was trying to remember what his like full name is because Chuck is not like his. Oh, okay. Name. His name is like Charles Krantz or something like that. Oh. <laughs> so I was trying to remember it, but I couldn't. Um, but uh, the film play like play the story plays out in reverse, so it starts with his death at the age of thirty nine, and then it like I guess chronicles his life all the way back to his childhood, oh, okay. uh, where he grew up in like a haunted house supposedly or something like that. Gotcha. Um, interesting concept. Uh, I would definitely want to learn more. I don't know if that's something maybe you want to read, babe, before uh, before the film. You can give us that inside knowledge. I'm gonna of start the... making you read books. Man, shoot. <laughs> you know, I got to do the audio books, y'all, because I just <laughs> reading the like reading it. I just get sleepy and I get bored. Audio books <laughs> I can handle a lot better, but um, yeah, this is exciting news. Uh, I don't know if you want to add anything to this, but not really. It's, yeah, I don't know what else to add. It's a lot of people, but I I agree with that. Uh, what's her name again? Which one, Heather Heather Longenkamp? Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, that was a good. Yep, one. plain old Nancy. Back. But I also want to talk about. Uh, you didn't mention his name because you put him in the group of the other people, but the David Dalsmashian dude. He's been doing a whole lot of stuff this year, so it's cool for him to, you know, come on back again too. I like him. I think he's a really good actor. Oh yeah, which one was he? Oh, he was. Oh, in, um, this guy. Yeah, he was in uh, Oppenheimer. He was in Boogeyman. He was in Oppenheimer. He was in Oh, Last Voyage of the Demeter. The Last Voyage Demeter. Yeah. Dang. He's yeah. Been killing. Man, he been in a lot year. of stuff. Good God, he was. He mm-hmm. was that dude was working. He was been working <laughs> exactly. Good God so, Almighty. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's another name, and it's crazy because there's just so, like I said, there's so many names on this list. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Right. Um. But yeah, you can check out the full list online. You'll have all the names. Uh, but that'll do it, y'all, for uh, the news portion of our podcast. Now we'll jump into the main topic, which is our yeah, spoiler yeah. review of Five Nights at Freddy's. Stay tuned. All right, y'all. Now we'll jump into, again, the main topic, spoiler review of Five Nights at Freddy's. Uh, just a, just a little um, details about the film was directed by Emma Tammy and the writers were Scott Cawthon, Seth uh, Kudabak, and Emma Tammy. It stars Josh, Josh Hutcherson, Piper Rubio, and Elizabeth Lale. 
And the synopsis reads, a troubled security guard begins working at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza. During his first night on, on the job, he realizes that the night shift won't be so easy to get through. Pretty soon, he will unveil what actually happened at Freddy's. Um, and yeah, I mean, so we'll walk through. Uh, this is a quick kind of breakdown about uh, the film. But I don't know if you want to get the breakdown. You want me to get that breakdown? Sure, I can do that for you, dear. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so basically, in a shortened version, um, it starts out with uh what's his name what's josh's like the character, character name yeah sure. i forgot is it mike i think it is mike it's mike, mike. Mm -hmm. okay so mike is struggling right okay he can't keep a job so he well he got a temper problem <laughs> oh yeah we've, we yeah, bowled we've down a dude in the that. middle of the mall yeah <laughs> so yep. he's been a security guard before so he goes to this office where he's trying to find a job and he meets with a career counselor who is Matthew Lillard. And both AJ and I was talking about how Matthew Lillard <laughs> has aged semi-gracefully. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. But yeah, <laughs> he, um, he basically trying to like help him sort of get another job. So he tells him about a security job at Freddie Fazbear's. And... Mike is like, well, I can't work nights. And he was like, oh, well, that's too bad because this job is at night. So mm -hmm. he gives him his car, tells him to hit him up if he changes his mind. Um, in the background, Mike has a little sister who he's taking care of. And his aunt is trying to get custody of her for, so she can get a check. And so he knows he needs a job in order to look good for the judge. So he decides to call. I don't know what his real his name is. In oh, the, William After. Okay, he calls William, and tells William he'll take the job. <clears throat> he gives him a rundown of you know the basics. All you're gonna do is try to keep people from coming in, and he gave him some other rules, but I don't remember those. Um, just so y'all know, I'm not. I never played this game a, a day in my life. Like if I've ever seen this game being played, it was me watching my seven year old play it, and him try to explain it to me. I don't know anything hmm. about the lore. So, yep. yeah. Um, so he tries to explain to, explains to him what he has to do. The first couple nights he goes by himself, nothing really happens out of the ordinary except the second night or third night, I think. I can't remember. Maybe the second night. Mm -hmm. um, and then this, he meets this, this girl. I don't forget everybody's name. I don't remember her name either. Uh, Vanessa. Vanessa. <laughs> she <laughs> is a police officer. <laughs> And she says, she stops by because she claims that Freddie Fazbear's is on her beat. So she always goes by there. But you can mm -hmm. tell she has like a weird obsession with Freddie Fazbear's. She's like, yep. hey, have you seen them? And then she like hits the button and they singing on the stage and stuff. And she's like, you want to dance? <laughs> like, you can yep. tell something is really off with her. <laughs> anyway, so um, she kind of like introduces him to the animatronics. Um, and then kind of makes it seem like it's not no like you know things are a little bit different than how he thinks that they are. Mm -hmm. All right, so eventually he ends up having to bring his sister with him to Freddie Fazbear's because the girl who babysits him she's kind of like in cahoots with the aunt, and she um 
trying to set like trying to set, she's a part of like this setup trying to set up so he gets in trouble so yep. she can get get custody of the little sister um they kind of go trash it one day to get him in trouble and they all get got it's her her Tell brother her. and some other people they get Tell all get got her. yeah so she's MIA so he has to bring her with him and apparently she's had some kind of like they didn't really explain this was she having visions or dreams or i don't know but she was drawing pictures of the characters before she even went Mm -hmm. um yeah so she's like being friendly with them and at first you know mike's like what the what the hell going on but she's like oh they're my friends and they're like walking around because you know originally he had seen them only on the stage um but yeah he realizes that you know this is weird He's also having like he's like trying to control his dreams because he had uh, experience where his little brother got kidnapped. Mm -hmm. And so when he's at the place, he's like able to have more, I guess, more awareness within his dream. And the ghost children are also appearing in his dream. So he pieces it together and realizes that the ghost children are who are inhabiting the animatronics. And he talks to the sister about it and, you know, he's trying to get her to try to help him find out who kidnapped his brother through the, you know, animatronics because they seem, mm-hmm. the ghost kids seems to know who took his little brother. Um, eventually, they kind of like try to manipulate him to get Abby, which is a little sister, by offering him um, his family because his, his parents are gone and so is his little brother. He's like, you can dream about them um, if we can get Abby. <clears throat> yep. This, this fool says yes originally. <laughs> you know, this is, this is, me and you and I both are just like, this yeah. is so stupid. Like, why is he saying yes? <laughs> right. He originally yep. says yes. And then he realizes, okay, no, I made a mistake, but it's too late. And then you were like, oh, yeah, they about to kill his ass. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, I knew. Yeah, it was like, they're going to get his ass. They're coming when he him. goes back, he tries to go on his own and goes, you know, do his little sleep thing. Um, but they get him. Yeah. So they try to, whatever they were doing with Put the, the suit on him, suit him, right. Trying to mm-hmm. suit him up, but he gets away. He ends up with the, the girl, the Vanessa girl, Abby somehow ends up at Freddie Fazbear's because the not Freddie comes to get her, which I didn't get that part. Like, yeah, I didn't get that, that part one. either. He I guess takes he was her possessing to it? who I think, I'm guessing the boy that appeared in front of her was possessing it. He's like, oh, it's not Freddy. But why would... But who was it? I don't know. So, but he was, he was, wasn't he part of the other, the regular crew? Oh, like, yeah, I don't know which one he was, though. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, so one of the little ghost kids came with the not Freddy to what get at Garrett? Oof, that'd be crazy. <laughs> who? Oh, yeah, that would be crazy. But why would he do that though? I don't know. Yeah, well, remember, don't the kids remember who he was. The kids, the kids remember who they were. Well, so. hopefully, this is supposed to be a trilogy, right? So we, maybe we'll get some more information mm-hmm. later. But anyway, so they take Abby to Freddie Fazbear so they can make her into one of them. Yep. Abby, not Abby. Vanessa reveals that she is the daughter of the Yellow Rabbit, who is in turn the person who kidnapped Garrett, his little brother. And he killed all the other ghost kids. And um, 
Yeah. So he she gives him some like weapons so he can go in there and try to, you know, get Abby back. Yep. So he goes back, tries to save Abby. It's then revealed again, another reveal that <laughs> the yellow rabbit is really the Matthew Willard character, William, yep. who gave him the job in the first place. Mm-hmm. And he ends up stabbing Vanessa. Abby reveals to the ghost kids who they really are and what how they With actually the drawing. how um the yellow rabbit William killed them all. Mm-hmm. And they then kill him or try to kill him or whatever. The suit kills him. I don't know what happened with that. I didn't get that part. Yeah, I think they forced the the spring trap part inside yeah. just to like He gets know, stuck him. in his suit. Yeah. <laughs> and it seems like he's dying. But he says something like, I always come back or something like that. Yeah, I think he'll uh, basically, I think he's saying he's going to be a ghost now. Yeah. Kind of like they are, you know? Right. Yeah. And yeah, it ends with the little girl asking, can they come back and visit the friends, their friends back at Freddy Fazbear's? There's a mid-credit scene where nothing, there wasn't like anything revealed there. It was just There's a little bloom boy jump scare. Mm -hmm. And then at the very, very end, you can hear the animatronic voice, Freddy's animatronic voice spelling, come find me. Mm -hmm. And that's which is probably Garrett, I bet you. Might be. Since since he's missing. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe the not Freddy is Garrett then. That's what I'm wondering. Because he disappeared. We didn't see him no more after she got inside of the inside the uh, building. (sighs) What? Well, you said they don't remember. Never mind. Yeah, they don't know. They don't know who they are anymore. (laughs) It was a lot in this movie that I didn't understand, and I think because I don't understand, I don't know much about Five Nights at Freddy's. Mm -hmm. Um. Like, one of the things I said to you is, like, I don't understand how they became what they are. Like, how does he control them? How how does he control their spirits or their ghostness? Yeah, because they said that, yeah, she was like, oh, he has influence on them. I don't understand that either. Like, what's the influence? But I guess it's just the concept of control. Like, they forgot who they were. And they they just just seemed like he was their best friend. How did it, how do we get to the point where he kills a child? He puts their child inside of the suit and then they come back to life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's just a ghost, your typical standard ghost thing where the, they were, you know, not, they didn't, they died something horrific. So the ghost, you know, kind of stays around. That's, ty- no. I feel like that's typical ghost. That right there, I think is typical, like ghost, uh, what's the word? Like ghost lore. I feel like most ghosts are around after something tragic or horrific. And so they have stuck around, but they have forgotten who they are. I, I feel like that part is mm, like, that's that just like typical really satisfy shit. satisfy my curiosity, but. Because I mean, how else do, whenever you hear about ghosts, what do you normally hear when they're like, oh, there's a ghost there? They usually died terribly or Man, tragically I get that or part, something. But, so you mean to tell me if they were not in the suit, they would still be walking around? If there, there was uh, no, I mean, nothing hey, to tether them to the, tether them there? Yeah, but he put them in the suit specifically, I think, to occupy the suit. I thought he put them in the suit to hide their bodies. I think it's like a twofold thing. I think you just saying shit. <laughs> no, I think it was. He's like, man, they're gonna occupy this this thing and also hide them in there. Do you know the lore behind Five Nights at Freddy's? Okay, see, not really. Then you can't help me right now. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just I'm just guessing, you know. Off I know the little, that's what I'm saying. I off a little bit, guessing. I know. 
Oh, a little bit. Anyway, so that's the one thing that got me hung up because I that her changing the drawing all of a sudden changed everything. I, you know, it's mm-hmm. obviously pieces to the story that I don't understand. Well, I, don't, I don't think, think that you know. drawing thing, that's, I think that's some shit they added. I don't think that's in the game. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't think so, anyway. Okay. Anyways. Something implied with the story, with the, with the movie. Overall thoughts. Yeah, I think for me, overall, like, it's kind of what I expected. Like, I didn't go into this thinking that it was going to be... This is not what you expected. Why are you up here lying? When you were in about? the we were watching it you were like oh i didn't expect this to go this way no no i didn't expect well, this no no i ex- what i'm talking about is i expected this to be a movie for kids oh that's okay, what i yeah. expected like yeah. i did not expect this to be like scary like su- i did not expect this to be super scary or yeah. gory or anything of that nature because i know the five nights at freddy's brand yeah like maybe not maybe it didn't initially start out as a kid's brand but now sure. it is a kid's brand it has yeah. it is a full-fledged kids brand mm-hmm. so i knew going into this that it was going to be kidified you know what i'm right. saying like it was there was going to be a ceiling at some point you're right like they weren't going to go past <laughs> a certain level with yeah uh, with language gore uh like how the animatronics are acting all mm-hmm. those things right they even kind of path the story in a way where like you even see the animatronics in a good light. You know, they were like all hanging out, building forts and shit. You know what I'm saying? They just murdered like yeah, four people earlier. Yeah, that was kind of crazy, yeah. They just murdered like three or four people earlier and now they're building forts with everybody, like their family, <laughs> you know? So like, you know, they've made this movie in a way where like kids can like have fun looking at these animatronics mm-hmm. that they kind of really, that they really like. Um, yeah. And so that, for that piece, that's what I expected. Mm-hmm. Now, what I didn't expect, um, was like uh like certain elements like when the girl got chopped in half i was not that was unexpected that was crazy i was like oh yeah I, that because they even showed the body the half of the body hit the floor <laughs> that was like the one moment i was like oh there's some gore that's like the only <laughs> moment of gore really yeah i think that was it yeah uh, that was probably was the most brief. extreme scene yeah very brief uh that reminded me of uh you remember how I always, always say the, the bite of 87? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the bite. That was a reference to the bite, I'm sure. It was, I think it was, a, it was the Fred Bear that bit that did that bite of 87. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, and speaking of bite of 87, you know, we got the Matt Pat, <laughs> the Matt Pat cameo. He was the server when they were in yeah. the diner talking. And that's the dude from Game Theories. Uh, hello. Game welcome theory. to Game Theory. <laughs> you know, that joint. Um, because he did all the Five Nights at Freddy's lore videos, and he I watched did. them a long time a ago. Ton of them. But yeah. that shit got so crazy, I can't even remember. It's all too much. Stuff. It's, it's too deep. It's wild. Yeah. Um, and so you could tell that they picked a lot of the main story beats and pulled them into the movie. Like I think the fact that William Afton had a daughter, pretty sure that's in the games. Um, uh, the spirit of the kids and stuff like that's in the games. Uh, so definitely kept like the main story beats of it. Um, yeah, I think there were some, there, there's definitely some creepy moments. I think for some of these kids watching it, they're going to be like, oh, this is scary as hell. You know, yeah, for certain some parts. Yeah, small ones, yeah. Especially when that William Afton showed up initially. Like that was a, he looked creepy. That was creepy. super creepy, yeah. yeah. He looked real creepy. He came in there um, like creepy, like yeah, almost kind of like how the it clown walks in. <laughs> right, yeah. He, he came in creepy as hell. Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny how the animatronics would look sometimes, like how they'd like squint their eyes, like what you say. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> like that's how, that's the, that's the, that's what I'm thinking. They thinking is like, what you say, Nick? Right. Like, oh, it did look like you. that. Yeah. 
I got something for your ass. No, yeah, I'm gonna send they this cupcake like on that. your ass. Like remember when he, remember when they looked at the camera and they went down and put that cupcake in that vent and they looked back oh, yeah. at the camera at him. Yeah, that was funny. That like, was so, good. There was definitely some funny parts in there, like with yeah. how the animatronics look. I thought the special effects were good. Like I thought the animatronics looked really good. They uh, did look good. They looked I really, they looked good. really good. I, you would have thought they was actual animatronics. Like yeah. they built a robot for the. I mean, they looked so good that we initially couldn't tell that William wasn't an animatronic. Oh, like, yeah, he, he was in the suit. Yeah, yeah. I was like, is that animatronic or he in the suit? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell. They look the same. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, this movie's not good. Like, it's not... <laughs> what? You thought it was good? <laughs> I did not know you were going to say that. I didn't think it's not a it's not a good movie. I think it's I think it's uh I think it's fun. I do think the movie's fun. Yes. I had I fun it watching it. Yeah, I had fun watching it, but I don't mean it's good though. I thought it was good. Nah, I had fun with it, but but come on now, there's some boring <laughs> parts in there. There are some it slow parts few, where I was, was like, this parts, is yeah. boring as hell. <laughs> uh, and then the whole parts were like, oh, let's, let's build a fort. It's, I was like, this is so dumb. Like, <laughs> this is dumb. Um, I will say, I will say it was bad. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it was like, like awful. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't walk out. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't like turn off thinking, oh, I wasted time. Like, this is terrible. No, nah, I didn't think that was just kind of like, oh, okay. Like this is this is a brand, this is a movie that's meant for kids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's not. But see, that's the thing, right? There's some kids' movies that are good. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like your teenage. That yeah, that Ninja teenage, Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Mm-hmm. Yo, that shit was good. Like that movie was <laughs> actually like I walked out like damn, that was a kids' movie, but that movie was damn good, y'all. If you haven't seen Mutant Mayhem, like you need to watch that junk. Is good. It's, it's actually hilarious. It's actually really good. <laughs> Uh, but oh, like okay. this movie like you turn off you're like oh, okay like cool but yeah that's it wow I, I didn't know you were going to say that Yeah, so I, that's why I, I reacted that way because I didn't expect you to say that nah, I, it's not good <laughs> Let's, you gotta keep it a buck like, it's, it's not a good movie uh, wow. there's, some, there's some cool moments in there there's some funny moments uh, the animatronics make some funny faces like I said that junk was hilarious so definitely some funny moments, and I think the movie's fun, but there was a plenty of times where I was like, this writing is awful. You always got something, about, something to say about somebody's writing. Because it's bad. Okay, give me an example of bad writing. Uh, I can tell you the verb, verbatim quotes, but some of those That's lines, fine. but some of the lines that he was, that he was talking about um, that just felt awkward was when they're having a conversation about uh, his brother. There's another one later in the film. I don't remember. Um, where like this, the dialogue feels weird. Like it doesn't feel natural. Mm. And sometimes it didn't feel natural when him and the Vanessa character were talking. And there was another moment, um, I think with the little girl that didn't feel natural. Mm, okay. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, m- but my thing is you could, it's, it's, I think it's a mixture of the writing and the directing, right? Cause mm-hmm. take like, and I already said this right on, on the last podcast too, uh, the fall of the house of Usher. That, the writing in there is, is superb. Like, that shit is all good. And even the kid character, Lenore, even her writing and, like, dialogue, like, fit her character. It sounded like her character. And it sounded authentic. You know what I'm saying? But 
But like you watch this movie, something about this feels like, like it almost feels choppy or feels weird or feels awkward. And I got moments like that in here. And some of the dialogue choices were just like, like odd choices. Mm. Um, well, I think overall, I thought it was pretty good. I don't, like I said, I don't know much about the game, mm-hmm. but I mean, I probably would say that it's probably hard, right, to try to make a movie based off of a video game. I mean, we've seen past examples of bad movies that have been based off video games. Yeah, it is difficult. Yeah. Um, I, Right. So being that it is, can be very hard, I feel like they did a good job with this one. Um, I mean, like you said, it was fun. I had a good time with it, but I didn't think it yeah, was bad. Yeah, I think bad. it's fun. <laughs> Like we, like me and you were definitely laughing. Like, you know, yeah. there's those movies where I think like you could have some popcorn, maybe, maybe a drink mm-hmm. and you just like talking about the movie. That's what we were doing. Remember, yeah. even, remember in the beginning, I was like talking about a security guard. Yeah. And he was like, we laughing at how he was like acting <laughs> yeah. scared. Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, he probably didn't piss his pants or something like that. <laughs> it's yeah. like that kind of movie, right? Where like, right. you don't really take it serious. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a movie you don't take like serious at all. Mm. Uh, I wonder what people who are like diehard fans of Five Nights at Freddy's oh, yeah. think about this. I want. I don't know. They maybe they really like it. Or maybe they're <laughs> shitting on it. Like, oh, right? This is a, yeah, this is a terrible adaptation. I don't, that's something we got to look into because I don't know. Yeah, I would like to know that. Um, um, but as a person who has never played the game, mm-hmm. who knows nothing about the lore, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it looked cool. I like Josh Hutcherson, but I mean, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you also got to think about like the type of movies he does, right? like the type of characters he's portrayed. And so I thought he did pretty decent with this one. Cause I think, you know, his past roles have been, you know, those like middle of the road, like cheesy type style movies. Yeah, like, like he did example, all the Hunger Games the stuff. Are, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those two, but even the ones I'm talking hey, about, like the ones he did with the rock. And when stuff he was like a kid, that. he did that Zator one. Hey, that's a good one. That that's a really movie? good tell movie. That's a good movie. That's a right good there. one. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good daggone movie. Yes, but yeah, so um, I don't know. I thought it was good. <laughs> I would watch this again. <laughs> I mean, I, I'd watch it because the kids want to watch it, but I probably wouldn't I'd put watch it, it again, again by myself. Really? You'd watch it again by yourself? I thought it was good. I, I mean, yeah, there were some slow moments, but ultimately I thought it was still good. Like, I feel like everything else kind of like overshadowed the slow parts. Um. Yeah, I would. But yeah, I would watch it again. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't say I didn't like. I did not really like Vanessa's character. Yeah, she had some awkward lines too. Yeah, she was weird. Yeah, she had some really awkward lines, and maybe she was trying to convey intentional awkwardness because of how much she actually knew. Maybe Mm. if you go back and watch it a second time, maybe you can spot the awkwardness because of the fact she's like, "Oh yeah, I know my dad." I know these people in these suits as we're talking right now are kids that my daddy killed. Yeah. I think it's going to be like, oh, that's why she's being so weird and awkward with her delivery. Maybe that, Maybe you know, so. I don't know. It might, it might feel that way on a, on a second viewing. Um, but like I said, man, I think it's a perfect movie to either A, you watch it with your kids or B, yeah. you would, you would a bunch of people with, you know, popcorn Well, like drinks, I said to you, I said, I think it's very much like a, like a, uh, like a gateway horror movie. It's not like I compared it to like the haunted mansion, not okay, the yeah. old one, 
but the more recent one oh, where there's still kind of like some, you know, horror-ish elements, but mm-hmm. it's still like geared towards kids. Like right. everybody could watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think it's more on that level. And, I, and maybe more people were expecting it to be for adults. Because well, I, think- we, I did listen, I'm not listen, but I, I saw some like, some people saying that it wasn't good and stuff like that. So I'm wondering if they just had those expectations that it was going to be geared towards a different audience than what it was. Well, it's seeing a 27, it's a 27% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Dang. Dang. Pretty bad. Oh my goodness. And there's not no audience score yet. No, not yet. Sheesh. And just for comparison, because we can't, Ouch. we can't say, oh, it's because it's a kid's movie. Mutant Mayhem. Oh Lord. Mutant Mayhem is sitting at ninety six percent. I'm not critic saying rating. because Good it is a God. kids movie. I'm saying maybe people. Because I mean, if you go see Mount Mutant Mayhem, you know who that is for. Mm-hmm. I'm saying maybe these people didn't have that expectation going into the movie, so they're like, Look, "Oh well, sh- this Look, ain't scary." There's no way <laughs> that you can think Five Nights at Freddy's has not become a kids brand. I just I find that hard to believe that someone could walk around and be like. Oh, this is a kid's movie. I, why did they make us a kid? Like, come on now. <laughs> All these kids, like, they got Five Nights at Freddy's kids stuff. Toys, like the little, the little toys. Not even, like, nice action figures. I'm talking about cheap little toys for kids to play with, stuffed animals. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have to look it up. Because I, I really want to know what people are saying about it. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I don't understand, like, what... You know what perspective or what expectation they have for the movie as to why? Well, I think it's just because it's not a good movie. It's not like I think a lot of these critic scores are probably looking at it very, you know, objectively. Like this just is not a good movie. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's not a fun ride. There's a lot of like this. It's not like an it's it's not like a very interesting level even how things are unveiled and revealed there's a lot of stupid decisions yeah oh somebody said what you said when the lady got bit in half he said was that the bite of 87 (laughs) (laughs) that's it oh my goodness that's it Um, right there wait go ahead i'm sorry i cut you off i don't even remember what i was saying though okay my bad that's my fault uh this this list critic said you may chuckle but it's hard to tell if the movie is laughing with you (laughs) Oh, okay. I get that. <laughs> yep. Um, oh, I know what I was going to say. I had brought this up to you earlier as well. Um, I was wondering, are we being too critical of movies these days? No, nah, not at all. Because I'm comparing what people are saying about this movie mm-hmm. and then also the response to The Exorcist Believer. You know those, you know Which, those two movies? Oh, go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm saying, you know, I was just going to say that people are just like really trashed that heck out of that movie. Yeah. I was going to say, you know what those two movies have in common? What? They both ain't good. <laughs> I mean, simple as that. Like, I think people, because people aren't trashing movies that uh, are actually decent. Look at, look at Talk To Me. No one, no one was really shitting on that movie like that. Even people like me who just thought it was okay still weren't shitting on it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But like Exorcist Believer, Five Nights at Freddy's, it's, it's low scores because people are saying like this isn't really good. And 
And here's something that one of the critics said in, in this review here. They said okay. that uh, as a film, suspense isn't present in the writing's attempt to support the game's premise with the more dramatically intricate plot falls flat. Mm. I think that's that last part's key. Falls flat. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a... Like, I don't know. This, like, there were stakes, but something about it just didn't feel gripping. You know what I'm uh, saying? I, I can, I can kind of yeah. kind of see that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Either way. <laughs> this person I said... Still, go ahead. <laughs> this person said, the protagonist sleeps a lot because he believes the answer lies in his dreams. You will, you will want to sleep because the film is boring. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is messed up. Wasn't that bad? Not to the point where I fall asleep on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. As Dean okay. said, only fans who come to hear the game's catchphrases and callbacks will feel seen. Anyone else is better off bellying up to the bar at their local Chuck E. Cheese. Jeez, Dang. that's crazy. All right. Well, what are your final thoughts? I mean, final thoughts. I think the movie is fun. That part I will give it. Me and you were both laughing at different stuff. Like I said, like I mentioned. The animatronics had me rolling sometimes, but some mm. of their the, some of the shit they were doing were like, especially that part when they looked at the camera after they put the cupcake in. Yeah, that was hilarious. That was <clears throat> and they would cut their eyes like, the fuck. Mm. Um, so there were some funny moments within that, and that but the funniness came because it was just so goofy and silly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like like, and that's what I said, right? Like you 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 don't take this movie serious like whatsoever. Yeah, and I think because you don't take it serious. That nothing has any like gravity to it. There's no weight, and it doesn't like hold your interest. There's a lot of boring parts in it. Um, like even the reveal of stuff wasn't like super like oh, you know like it was like okay yep figured that. Uh, true. Some true. weird writing. Um, but like I said, I do think it's a fun movie. I still think it's not good. But I think you can have fun watching it because you can, people have fun watching bad movies all the time. That's true. And you, but you, you laugh at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like I said, like this kind of movie, you can either a watch as a family or b you you with your friends, you got some popcorn and drinks, and y'all laughing at the just absolute silliness that's on yeah. display in this film. Um, like when they start building forts and shit. Uh, oh god. But uh, but yeah, final thoughts is I'm I don't I'm not gonna give it a rating right now, but. Um, I will say that, like, it's just not a good movie. But you will have fun if you just don't take it serious and you just throw some popcorn in your mouth, have some laughs. You'll have fun with it. But um, I definitely think they could have made something that's a little bit more serious and still have been for kids and for adults, aka Mutant Mayhem. <laughs> Look, man, that's oh, Mutant Mayhem. Mutant Mayhem is one of the most ultimate, like examples of being for kids but also for adults at the same time mm-hmm. like they, they gotta like look at the I people who wrote that it. yes i think it's on paramount now so you need, you need to go watch that okay i'll watch that yeah we're gonna have it what's your final thoughts on five nights at freddy's final thoughts on five nights at freddy's coming from someone who knows nothing about this game i thought it was good <laughs> <laughs> i had a good time i will watch this again um with the popcorn for sure because we didn't have none this time but Mm -hmm. if i watch it again i'm definitely popping some popcorn there were some funny moments but um i didn't take it as like a funny movie not to take seriously i don't know you took it serious i thought i did 
Okay. I did. Um, I thought there was some, uh, well, there was a couple decent kills in there. And I like the story. Like this, even though I didn't really understand why he wanted to see the guy's face so bad. Because to me, I'm thinking, even if you see this dude's face, Mm-hmm. How are you going to find him? Like, what are you going to do after that? That little piece of the story I didn't really like. But um, I can understand, like, him being desperate mm-hmm. and wanting to to um, face the guilt. And I'm sure that's basically what it's about, right? The guilt of losing his brother. I didn't I, like the fact that he sacrificed his sister for, like, 10 stupid. minutes. Stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I also want to mention that hey, I had this whole thing figured out from the beginning, didn't I? You did. You I called it you. every like, time. Yep. Yeah, that you really did. So straightforward. I was like, oh, this is gonna be it. Yep. It was straightforward. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Um, but yeah, I I thought it was pretty good. I won't give it a rating either, since you didn't. But if I were, <laughs> I probably would do like a three. Oh yeah, you you wilding with that one. <laughs> That's crazy. You give us a three. I think we need to talk about do people be too generous with their ratings? Oh my gosh. I think y'all just be going too hard. I don't think so. I do. We just want we just want good movies. I feel like for well for me, a three means this is decent movie. I it might throw it on average. again. It's average, right? I don't I don't this think there's nothing wrong with that. Ugh. Come on now. This is not average. Oh my gosh! I think it's an average, a good average movie. We're gonna yeah. ask our seven year old what he thinks about the movie. <laughs> you know, he gonna like it. It's built for him. This movie is machined for him. His favorite part probably gonna be when they build the fort. <laughs> oh my gosh! He was not letting this one go. Yeah, no, nah, he might like when they were doing the kills. I don't know if he'll like that part. I like the creep spooky like, when they were having like you see like the shadows on the like yeah, that was them. cool. Um, and I I liked when. I think my favorite scene was probably when those group of people got jacked, especially that one guy who ran into that one room and he was turned on the light and, and Bonnie's right behind Bonnie him. Bonnie was like behind that. him. Yeah, that was funny. He was oh, done. That, was that he dude was, so was done. <laughs> um, but yep, those are my final thoughts. I thought it was pretty good. This is way off topic, but I'm on Rotten Tomatoes where I saw the score for the film. There's an ad at the top. I didn't know you can own or rent Excess Believer already. Yeah, it already came out. Oh, mm-hmm. that was like, it's been what, two weeks? Yeah. Three, True. not even three or something. Almost three, maybe? three. Yeah, it came out this week. So, good God, yeah, that is three. crazy. You know, that's when you know, movies did not do good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but look, y'all, that's what we think about. Well, uh, they, they, they did over 100 million, I think, in box office. I meant to put that on the that, box office. Is that worldwide, bad. though? Mm, that's not I a lot. Know. I that's know. a worldwide number not a lot at all i don't know if it is or not but <laughs> yeah but anyway y'all that's all right <laughs> that's what we think about uh five nights at freddy's let us know in the comments what y'all think yeah. about five nights at freddy's uh but that will conclude today's podcast y'all thank you so much for tuning into the whole thing if you made it this far make sure you are following us and subscribe to our youtube channel our tiktok or ig uh everything y'all because of course we're gonna always be dropping some dope content and like i said i'm gonna be playing alan wick 2 on the channel y'all so make sure make sure y'all subscribe to see that gameplay um and then just make sure you're following us on everything man because you know the, the month of four is still going but as we go into the holiday season we got all these holiday horror movies coming out we'll be talking about those as well probably talk about our favorite holiday horror films like all that stuff's gonna be coming in the next couple months y'all 
Um, but make sure also too, to give us a rating. If you're listening on Spotify and Apple, please do give us a rating that just helps boost visibility. It shows us some support. Um, and then, uh, continue to watch our movie marathon list for the month as well. We're coming to the end of it, but we still got some dope ass films. So make sure y'all, y'all tuned in and watching that and join in on that discussion. Um, and then if you want to, y'all, y'all can also go to inlovewithhorror.com. You can check out some of the merch we got over there. We're going to be dropping some other merch on, on there as well. We're going to have some hoodies, some long sleeve shirts that feature our logo in In Love With Horror. Some, it's going to be some fire shit. Y'all make sure you take, check that out. Um, but with that, maybe it's been a pleasure as always. Talking always. with you on uh, In Love With Horror. Uh, and with that, y'all, we'll see y'all on the next podcast. Peace. Peace.